For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ole Miss football is happening. The Chris Beard era right around the corner. A retooled Ole Miss baseball, not long removed from his 2022 national championship, the first ever for the program, is ready for a rebound in 2024. Have you gotten your tickets? There are plenty available for all sports. Single game tickets for football available now. As are season tickets for basketball. And baseball season tickets go on sale starting in October. And you can also get tickets right now for the throwback game in the tad pad. They're still available, including VIP packages. But they're going fast, and you don't want to miss out. Don't miss any of your Rebels in action this season. Visit www.oldmistix.com. That's www.oldmistix.com. Or you can give them a call at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 for the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, a proud sponsor of the flagship and the Talk of Champions podcast network. Morning after show on this October 22nd, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spear Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight year NFL vet. And we're actually coming to you on the morning after. Typically, we record right after game, you know, in the heat of the post game. But last night, Ole Miss and Auburn didn't wrap up till late, late. Ole Miss wins 28 to 21. It's second win over Auburn in the last 20 years, snapping a streak of losing eight of their last nine to Auburn. And they now have back-to-back wins over Auburn, does Ole Miss, for the first time since the 50s. But Brad was on the softball field for most of the day because his daughter is a baller. But yet you're here right now. That's all that matters. And Ole Miss wins again, 6-1 and one on the year for the thir- third straight year. Not since Johnny Vault was roaming the sidelines and leading Ole Miss to national championships. In the 60s has Ole Miss gone three straight years of at least 6-1. and one. So they're right where they want to be, Brad. What's up? What's up, man? I was all day, spent all day in Starkville, Mississippi yesterday um, at a softball tournament. Oh, no, I know. I came home with a sore throat. Maybe the grossest air I've ever breathed in. I mean, maybe cow shit in my throat. I don't know. But um, have never spent a lot of time there in, in, in my life. But uh, 
but I did. I, I gutted it out. But yeah, I mean, awesome win. I mean, to me, if you look at, and we all, everybody knows, it's playing at Auburn at night, super hard place. Look at Georgia's game. I mean, Georgia's same way. Georgia had to go in a dogfight with them. But I was impressed coming off of a bye. And people, people think, you can think about it both ways. People think, hey, you come off a bye, man, you're well rested. You know, you feel good. But but in my mind, every time I ever came off a bye, I hated it because you, you were kind of out of the swing of things for two weeks and you just – it is really hard after about to come play a SEC game or, or to come play a good game in general because you're good. I'm telling you, legs feel a little heavier. It's not – you're not as fresh as you think. You almost just want to stay in it. But from an injury standpoint, it helped us. But, um, man, for the most part, just kind of one of those wins, you know, meh, whatever. But we did what we needed to do to kind of take over that game at the end and adjust. And um, you'll take that all day. On the road in the SEC in an environment like that, to, to be at 14, you know, five minutes to go, of course they put one in. But um, all in all, man, I mean, if you told me, hey, I'll, I'll give you a 28-21 score at Auburn, are you okay with it? I would say, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's your fourth, Ole Miss's fourth all-time win at Auburn. That's crazy to me. But the fourth all-time, and again, like I said, the second in the last 20 years. But you make a really good point. Um, before the game, I, I recorded with Ben Mintz at Barstool, and he said, hey, man, survive in advance, and he's right. Um we all yeah. kind of felt this would be gross and, you know, just get out of there with the win. But I never once, even when it was 14 to 14, even when Ole Miss was stalling out offensively, even when some, some things were just going poorly for them, it kind of played out exactly like I thought. I never felt Ole Miss was really a threat to lose that game. Uh, Auburn just does not have the capability to pass the ball and really threaten other teams right now. Yeah. And um, I thought Pete Golding outside of the 50-plus yard touchdown run for Jarquez Hunter in the first quarter, I thought Ole Miss defensively probably had one of its best, if not its best games of the year. And um, that's even considering all the messiness of the game. Caden Prescorn has 63 touch, uh, th 63 yards on his two touches, his two um, receptions, which were a career or an Ole Miss high, excuse me. And that's coming off the tragic death of his father over the bye week. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Caden Prescorn. He made that incredible catch, too, in a, cl in a clutch situation. The long of 35 was his longest at Ole Miss. And Jackson Dart threw, sorry, a dart to him. I mean, it was a next-level throw, and he finished 10 of 17 for 202, a touchdown and interception. What were your biggest takeaways, though, from this game? You know, I, I think if you look at uh, the, the game changer for me was that was the quarterback run, right? Some of the plays that Dart made with his feet um, – I mean, just uh, – I'm telling you, it looked Matt Corral, Tennessee-ish at times. I mean, that that second and 15 where he kind of got out of trouble and, and just, you know, made that big run. I, I think that, you know, it showed to me that did Dart have his best game passing? No, but but it's kind of like Jackson Dart fashion, right? He makes the two or three amazing throws, um, you know, big-time throws to, to help us win that game and with his legs. And, um, you know, I, I think that that was the difference. I think if, if, if Dart doesn't run the way he runs – um, yeah, it could have been a different game, but but he found a way to win. And man, it's just I, I love him. when he's using his legs. We're really dangerous, and that's that's the you know to me actually that was pretty much the difference. Um, on the flip side of it, the the, the reason that the game was the way it was is our, our third down efficiency, and, and that's something that we have to improve on our team. Um, and we, we haven't been great on third down all year. And yesterday, I think we were like two for eleven or or, or whatever. And I think that was why the game was a little close a lot of times. We just couldn't get anything going on third down. And hopefully we'll fix that going forward. Um, fourth down wasn't, wasn't great either. I mean, hell, two for four or whatever we were. We, I, know we, I know we missed two of them, if I can remember correctly. But, um, yeah, that, that, that to me is something that we, we, we need to improve um, you know, from that game. 
six and one, three and one in the SEC. Auburn <coughs> three and four and zero oh and four in the SEC. Um, Dart had two touchdowns in the game, like you said. They gave him nine for his career. Seven have come in an Ole Miss uniform. He's a transfer from USC, including six this season. He also tied a single-game career high for rushing touchdowns. Ten of 17, 202, a touchdown and interception. Quinshawn Judkins looked like himself again. He's starting to round into form. Another great effort for him, 21-124 touchdown, 5.9 yards per carry in his return to his hometown against Auburn, who, let's be honest here, um, got backdoored by Auburn in the offseason. They're trying to get him to come over there and pay him some big NIO money, and Ole Miss was able to retain him, and then he goes over there and has, in my opinion, his best game of the year. He was he looked like Quinshawn Judkins, and that's even with the offensive line, not necessarily just opening up huge running lanes for him either. Trey Harris had four catches for 102 yards, and it might have been the, the quietest 102 that I've seen from him yet, but still, when you're a good player, you get it done. He had 102, pre-scoring 63, and Zachary Franklin, two catches for 15 yards, which isn't a lot, but one touchdown that came on an 11-yard slant, which is or sluggo, really, uh, which is what he's best at. And it was important because Jordan Watkins, as we all expected, even though Lane said he was going to be, quote, available, he's a wide receiver with a broken hand that was surgically repaired last week. He came in as a decoy. Now, when the punt return issues... When Dayton Wade uh, botched that one punt return, uh, he was back in there with a broken hand receiving punts. And he was in there, I guess, as a decoy or to block a little bit. There was no real threat for him, but it just shows you the importance of Jordan Watkins to even have him in any kind of way. Uh, but Zachary Franklin gets his first Ole Miss touchdown in, quite frankly, substituting for Jordan Watkins. I mean, that was a big – they needed him to finally step up, yeah. and he gave him something. You know, it's not a huge line. But it was what they needed from him. They needed they needed um, some real impact. He's, he's one of those guys that we can get going late in the season with his talent and how good he really is. We can really get him involved and going, and give a, another you know Harris type threat. I really think it'd be a difference in 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 us really really doing something special on offense. But you know it, he's just been out. He's been injured, and and this is a great time for him to get in there and get reps and get comfortable and get going. So it was great to see him him catch a touchdown. Um, but he's got to, you know, need to see some more, need to see some more of him pre-scoring in there. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. You look at our offense, dude, like, like the three biggest targets are, are, weren't even on our team last year. You know, they, this, this portal thing is crazy, man. Um, and, and they, they haven't really been available to Ole Miss altogether all year for a single game, like not, fully healthy altogether. It just hasn't been there. They have not, man. They have not. And I mean, speaking on Q yesterday, Quentin, man, it's, it's, or Quentin, it's, it's crazy to see him. Like when he wants it, dude, like it, it's, it's becoming so obvious. Like you can tell the games where he's like pissed off and, and running and you know, doing his thing. And yesterday, yesterday, dude, he was running so pissed off. And that's what I like to see that. That's what he's always been. Like he, he I think he's best. And just look at him as a player and knowing how players operate. Like you can tell a lot by Quinchon's body language. And yesterday he was pissed. And that's the way he's always ran. He's he's always ran like that dude who was like, Yeah, you had me as a three star. Okay, cool. You didn't want me? Cool. Like yesterday that was that was what his bad attitude was like. You can tell by the way he was running. Every time he you know, he he runs best when he's just pissed. And yesterday that's how he was. I don't I can't say I've seen that all year from him, but damn, yesterday he was pissed off and that was that, that was fun to see because he was um he was looking to to, to truck some people. He's now tied for third at Ole Miss with 10 career 100-yard ga rushing games. He moved into a tie <clears> for sixth all-time at Ole Miss in all-purpose touchdowns, and he's in sole possession of fifth all-time in rushing touchdowns. Defensively, great plan from Pete Golding from jump. Yeah. 
Um, yes, neither Peyton Thorne nor Robbie Ashford can throw the ball downfield. I mean, everything was behind the line of scrimmage or at you know at most five to ten yards down the field. They really didn't challenge Ole Miss vertically in any way. I don't think they really have the capability right now. Having said that, the plan was great, and Ole Miss held Auburn to 275 yards of total offense, which followed 286 allowed against Arkansas two weeks ago. This is this is the first time Ole Miss has kept consecutive SEC opponents to fewer than 300 yards of total offense in a game since 2009. Pete Golden, dude. I'm t- uh, he, he has exceeded my expectations. Yeah, this is the difference. This is why this team, we yeah. can really talk about the playoff. Absolutely. Now, they're going to need some help from Alabama, meaning they need Alabama to lose. And, of course, Tennessee can't get it done against that. We look up with this not great Alabama team, and yet they're undefeated in the league with only one loss overall, and Ole Miss needs that team to lose. And I mean, this Auburn team better. is going to get it done. Yeah, they're, they're getting better. better. That's the problem. They're, you know, Nick Saban, great coach. He's, you know, obviously straight out a new quarterback. They're just getting better. I watched, I watched a lot of that game yesterday in between, and – they're a lot better. They're they're getting better and better. They're going to be by when it's when it counts, which is, has been counting. But later on, they'll be. I mean, they're they'll be fine. Like they're they're. I respect them a lot more than I did at the beginning of the year. I mean, I think that um, yeah. they were they were shit show at the beginning of the year. But you know, typical Alabama fashion, they figure it out and they they know what they can and can't do. And you know, they're they're good. They're they're a good team at this point. You got to win out, have them lose too, and you get into the college football playoff as a four. That's the path. I mean, maybe even as a winning out, and even if you don't get to Atlanta or anything like that, you might still climb in as the four. I, I don't know. I think really, though, you need Alabama to lose twice to get into the college football playoff, and that's very much a possibility, but the the real opportunities for Alabama to lose, they're winning. I think, I, I think the best argument, I honestly think our best, best path is for Alabama to go to Atlanta and us to win out. I think that's our best path because yeah, beating Georgia, but do you think they need to twice. Do you think they need to lose in Atlanta, or do they just need to go ahead and beat Georgia and knock Georgia out of the whole thing? I th- no, I think they need to lose in Atlanta to Georgia. Is what I think needs to happen. But because because if, if we were to beat Georgia, to be eleven and one, have one loss to Alabama. I mean, did, will they put an Ole Miss in there? No, probably not. But if it was an LSU or something, you know, oh. a, a bigger name for sure. But to me, that may be your your better argument. Um, or, or and not having to beat Georgia twice yeah. is is for Alabama to go there and get beat in the SEC championship bad, and us to have beaten Georgia and only have one loss. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there, there's it depends on what happens in the rest of college football. But a one loss team to just Alabama a team, I guess. I guess if you look at Al, if Alabama wins in the, in Atlanta versus Georgia, that gives us an even better argument too. So. Yeah, that that's the path. But at the end of the day, man, we got to take care of of A and M. That's gonna be another another hurdle, and then. I mean, Georgia. Is, we, we aren't. We haven't been playing particularly well on the road this year. Not yeah. not bad, but not, not quite. Like, I'm, not quite like I'm going to go into Athens and beat some ass. Kind of kind of good, you know. So, um, you know, I, I think I think we take care of business next week. And A and M going to be a dog fight. Another dog fight. It really is. But I think that we're at home, and I think we got a chance to to beat them. And that, um, man, that's going to be a heck of a. Oh my God, doing it to myself. I love it. I'm going to I am too, because here I am. Here I am on October 22nd. And Ole Miss, if I'd have told you on October 22nd, Ole Miss was going to be 6-1 and and 3-1 and in the league. No way. No way with that schedule. No way. And they haven't even played a complete game yet. Mm -mm. They haven't. We were talking about the defense before I got you off on the tangent about the playoff. Pete Golding had a great plan, and they're getting progressively better 
every single game. And I look at Ole Miss had two interceptions. Now, again, adding the caveat, Auburn cannot throw. They cannot throw the ball down the field. Peyton Thorne no. is bad. Robbie Ashford, we all knew Robbie Ashford was reserved to just being pretty much or restricted to just being a running quarterback, really. But two interceptions, including two against Arkansas as well, and not since 2021, has almost had multiple back-to-back games uh, with multiple interceptions. And that's crazy to me. I mean, they're doing things that championship contending teams do. They do and they're they getting the result, even playing games – like Auburn, it wasn't a pretty game. It was disgusting for like almost a full three quarters. I think with a, a little over a minute left, it was still 14-14. And Ole Miss, quite frankly, it, it just wasn't executing. It sounds simplistic, but like I said going into the game, if Ole Miss played up to even remotely its peak capability, they'll beat that team in a walk. And they would have, but they weren't because of, you know, errors like the Dayton Wade muff punt return or just things that – um, typically would, would doom Ole Miss on the road at, at, at Auburn, and they still overcame all of those things, one pretty comfortably. You never really felt all that threatened because mostly Robbie Ashford and, and Peyton Thorne are terrible. But here they are at 6-1 and one on October 22nd, and I look down the schedule, and I don't see another team that really scares the shit out of me. And I know Georgia's left, but Brock Bowers is gone. He's out. And that that Georgia team suddenly looks – really gettable so to come from the place that we were at after alabama when we were like god here we go again to now why not put that kool-aid shirt on brad i know you want to i know you want to just let it happen let it wash over you i'm i'm feeling pretty good i i am i feel i feel real great about it i I think that that if ole miss doesn't at at worst go 10 and 2 at this point um, I'd be disappointed. I, I really think this is at worst a ten and two team right now. Um, A and M, I, I just see us at home. I actually see us blasting them at home, but I, I do. I want to say it, but I see us actually getting after their ass at home and, and actually playing that first complete game. Um, Pete Golden, you know the the plans that he's had the last couple of weeks just shows that he can. Because you know, because my biggest concern with him was, hey, he's he's been in Alabama all this time. Like he's got all these great athletes. Is he a great defense coordinator? Hell, I don't know because. You know, you got the best pieces to play with, but his defense has almost been better. I mean, last year, Alabama, if you look there, they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points in games. His defense has been really impressive, and we don't have just the highest end defensive players yet. This is probably the worst talent wise his defense is going to be. This is in one thousand percent. This is going to be, and what we have coming in next year is it amazingly exciting, right? Um, you know, and I think we'll attack the portal, but. I think we have a chance to have a really damn dominant defense, which would be which would be crazy to think about at Ole Miss. I mean, they're, they're not far from it now. You know, the the teams that we've played, we, you know, other than LSU, I mean, we've really been pretty damn. You can, can kind of count on. We're, we're back in the day, like before Pete Golding got here, you could have went in there and assured that Auburn was going to run all, all over us. You know, or be up and down the field with some random ass shit quarterback that can't even throw the ball, but somehow he finds out how to throw versus us. Not the case, man. Pete Golding's been putting together a great plan the last couple of weeks. Um, really all year, you know, for what he's got. But I'm excited about the future with the guy, man. I think that he he really understands ball. There's not a lot of wide open guys. Um, he's able to contain running quarterbacks. Like he he's just, man, he's doing a hell of a job and it's really helping Lane out because, you know, Lane Lane's offenses have, have been really good. But in certain games, you know, they've they've struggled in games like this in the past, you know, on the road at Auburn or, or wherever. And it's been great to have Pete Golding to, you know, to, to, to help you know, mitigate some of that. Well, I'm looking at the defensive numbers. Sunterine Perkins, 
started from snap one and played all game. It's That's coming. Fair. It's happening. Number three, all right, top for second on the team with five total <laughs> tackles, four solos. He had a tackle for loss. He's he's there. Now, on the Jarquez Hunter run, it was it was Hunterine that didn't make the play, but he was there. He's 215, had him about 20 pounds. He's an NFL player. But you're starting to see uh, kind of what Pete Golding was going for it's, as far as identity because Isaac Uku is making plays, the, the transfer from James Madison. Um, John Saunders has been – great for Oldman. So Mari Walton is a next level player. You, you, all these guys that he was so instrumental oh. in bringing out of the portal or holding on to in the case of Santorin. I mean, it, the pieces are falling into place for him. And for the first time since maybe DJ Durkin, I think it was the second year, whenever Oldman's once in under Matt, I think it was 2021. That's when it, that's when Oldman's felt like it could really contend for a championship because it all the, had all the pieces in place. We try to talk ourselves into it last year, but it, there's too much new. The pieces feel like they're falling in place because, again, Ole Miss, just as a team, has not played a complete game yet, not even come yeah. close to it. And I am fascinated, terribly curious, to see what this team could do just playing its best executed game. There's not a team left on the schedule. Shit, I'm doing it to myself. Oh, no. Here we go. You know what we're going to do, Brad? We're going to get really um, fired up and believing in this team, even though we're trying to be objective. And then Vanderbilt's going to kick like a 55-yard field goal next week to win. That's probably No, that's old Ole Miss. I hate, I'm not buying into that. They didn't yeah. even play remotely their best game at Auburn. And I even when it was 14-14, it was like, they're going to win this game. Auburn sucks. Ole Miss is in a different place competitively, and I'm not going to do it either. You look at the schedule. Every game is winnable. The playoff is yeah. yeah, every game is winnable, and uh, I think it'll be a great time. You know, getting there, beat Vandy, and then you know, pick. If you're going to pick two weeks to make it all come together, Sakari Franklin coming on the scene, Priest Corn being fully healthy, Trey Harris being fully healthy, defense playing ball the way they played. Nine, I mean, they had nine tackles for a loss yesterday. That's that's insane. That's that's a very very good number. Um, to put it all together, it would be a great time. Great time to get hot. It honestly would. You know, we, we've kind of battled injuries all year. Quarterback was a little banged up at times. Would be a great couple of weeks to, to to put it all together, honestly. And um, man, I am. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to walk into Athens. I can't wait. I'm going that game. I'm going to walk in there with my chest poked out so far, <laughs> so far. Well, we both said that if they'd only had one <laughs> loss going into Athens, we were both going. So I think we should just both go and like shoot, sitting together. Like, are we, like it's going to be ri ridiculous. If Ole Miss wins that game, all bets are frigging off, man. It's all kind of aligning for that as well. Every single week after games, we hand out helmet stickers. But before we do, let's hear from Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss head coach, following Ole Miss's 28-21 win at Auburn on Saturday. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. 
Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, I'm just really pleased with our players, happy for our fans. Um, I don't care what records are going into it this place at night is a hard place to play and look at percentages a lot of people losing here so um, for our guys to kind of take over in the second half and really the last play of the third quarter and the fourth quarter is awesome and we talked all week about this season we've been a really good fourth quarter team and second half team and so but we had to do it again and so that was good to see I thought our defense really the last drive obviously was bad in the one run but Besides that, I think you got five first downs in the whole game, so that's that's really impressive defense to play on the road. We said all week you got to pack your run game, pack your defense to come in here and win, and um, we did that. The players did that today, so really good to see. We overcame adversity and strange things that happened here, like our backup punter not getting a snap and then throwing an interception. So um, guys overcame some stuff today, which was good. Questions. Playing you, I think after all the coming off and scored the tight end 14 to Dart's second touchdown, he was like a total of like 10 punts turnover right now. Just, what was your message to the offense during that long kind of stretch of time where it was just back and forth? You know, just stay the course. Things will pop. You know, we were being a little conservative. Um, you know, just by the way that our defense was playing, so uh, that's going to put you in some third downs. And we didn't convert on third downs. We were really poor on third down today. So you know, if you're you know, kind of taking three, four yards, you got to make the third downs. Those guys did a great job on third down. They played a lot of man, brought a lot of pressure, and we didn't make them pay for it. Um, so, you know, credit to those guys too. I said all week they got really good defensive players and especially got really good DBs. What does it say about this specific team that you were able to win here? Well, I mean, it's 71 years or something since Ole Miss has won two games in a row against these guys. But this place, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but. It's a hard place to play at night. It's always a hard place to play in general. They believe they're going to win, and um, you know I did, we've been in here at night before uh, and didn't win with a good team. And so it was great today for that to happen. Well, I believe it's the first time since 2009 holding uh, back-to-back SEC opponents to less than 300 yards and all that. I know you talked about you know tackling you be the emphasis throughout the bye and all that. Just overarchingly, just you know, what was kind of what you saw. That's how it evolved. Well, <clears throat> first off, credit to the players, um, you know, for making plays. DBs made big plays today. 
um, got some turnovers. And you got to give Pete Golding some credit. You know, he took a lot of heat, just like our defense did after the LSU game, um, and really has come back and, you know, like you said, played a couple of our best defensive games since we've been here, or in a long time, really. Um, so it's awesome. Lane, what was kind of your conversation with Jordan before the game? Just kind of what felt he was able to provide. I know he called some punts during the game. Yeah, I mean that that just shows you who he is. I mean this guy had you know two plates put in his hand, whatever, 11 days ago or something like that, and still has stitches. And um, he wanted to play. I did not think he'd play. I obviously didn't do anything all week. And this morning he's like, oh, I can catch, and he went out and caught the cast on. So. Um, obviously, we still didn't use him very much, but you know, that says a lot for a guy really with one hand that you put him back in this environment to, to catch punts. Walk me through that first drive of the game. It seemed like y'all had <coughs> four penalties on that drive when we're still able to, and had some negative play, but we're still able to cap that off. I, I know there were some struggles that followed, but just uh, how big was it hindsight just staying one step ahead, which I guess I'm going to trail the rest of the way? Yeah, um, overcoming adversity, especially early like that. Uh, we were moving the ball, but hurting ourselves with the penalties. Um, so that was great to see. You know, we got help with one penalty on them also. But um, I thought, you know, Jackson had the one really bad throw, you know, which is behind Zakari and ends up as an interception. We had momentum then. We were, and outside of that, I think he played a really good game. We didn't ask him to throw a lot. You know, we knew that they basically double team your slots. And so there's going to be chances to scramble because there's nobody left when they match it. And he made some big scrambles. Um, in that, so um, did a good job. Troy Harris has, has dealt with some injuries this year, uh, another big game. What can you say about him? Yeah, Trey did a great job. I mean, he played a position he's never played. He played Jordan's position and played the slot. We actually flipped him when their corner got hurt and put him out there on the backup corner for the fade when um, when that guy came in. And quarterback made a good throw and made a big play, which was a big changing play. Coach, did you get a sense this week that Quinchon playing in his home state, healthier, might have a big game? I did. I think he's always had something against the state, going back to Troy when we played them, how angry he ran. So, um, you know, that was awesome to see him uh, play that well and play really physical and, and have a mindset like that and practice like that all week. You're starting to see maybe in the run game grounded. So what you're hoping to be with getting Quinchon healthy and seeing what Ulysses has been able to do when he gets his chances. Yeah, I mean, I was worried, but not quite as worried as everybody else early because, you know, we've just always been able to run the ball eventually, maybe a game or two not. But um, I think we were fourth in the SC coming in, so uh, after a really slow start. So I think that uh, both running backs did a good job, line did a good job, and we got out of here with, with a win. And fortunately, that last suit, I know our fans don't like these one-score wins and anxiety with them, so. That's so why I let them score there at the end, just to give our fans some anxiety. Mike, is, is this about what you expected when you hired Pete these type of games last time and this time out? Yeah, I didn't know how fast it would happen. He, he's a he's I've known for years, and I've never even coached with him. Just knowing for years what people said, and going back to his first interview with Saban, you know, and people in the room said, you know, Saban said that's the most inter impressive interview he's ever seen. And I was a young defensive guy, and been some really good interview guys that he's hired. So. Um, I didn't know we'd ever have a chance to get him, and so it just worked out, and it was awesome, and we're seeing it pay off. That was a really uh, big investment, um, you know, that, that was made, and so I think everybody's happy right now with that.
what's what's changed the last couple of times out for you defensively? Well, remember we played LSU, so I mean LSU kind of does that to everybody. Um, they can make you look kind of like the Bama, Georgia great defenses in those years. They can make you look really bad. And so, you know, fix some things, but we didn't also change everything just because, you know, you got two elite receivers and a phenomenal quarterback. So um, we played we played really good a lot of times on defense, you know, um, over the course of the year, even early. Anything else for Coach? Post the time you used Jordan here, crowd really got into it. Yeah. Rosie plays made. What did it take for your guys to be able to overcome a lot of those moments? Well, I think the game, in my opinion, energy like changed on the, the score of the last play of the third quarter. You know, um, they got that big show and everything between the third and fourth quarter. And when things aren't going good, that show can kind of, you know, be intimidating. But the fact we had just scored and kind of taken some air out of the stadium. I think um, was a huge play right there um, as we went into the fourth quarter. The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Cisco Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? 
Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. An Ole Miss winner, an Ole Miss loss every week. We hand out helmet stickers. Well, Brad does. I used to, but he's better at it. So give me your helmet stickers from Ole Miss's 28 to 21 win over Auburn. I can't really speak at this point. Well, I think, you know, obviously you got Quinchon Jenkins. Um, you know, him showing up, playing just a quality ball game, you know, 20, 20 care, 20 or 21 carries, you know, whatever, average like six yards a carry. Just ran hard, was efficient. I, I think that, that that was, you know, having – if we didn't have that cue, could have been a different ball game, honestly. I mean, it, we needed that cue, you know, to, to, to get us through 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 a game like that. And you, you look at, hey, when road games, what do they always say, Ben? You, the old football mantra, you got to pack your defense and your running game. Right. That's exactly what Lane said. I would be like, my yeah. God, I feel like I heard that in high school back in New Albany. Yeah, you know? yeah. Pack your defense. Games, Oh. You gotta be a, you gotta pack your run game and your defense right on the road. And oh, God. gosh, dog it if we didn't pack that run game and defense. And so yeah, yeah that's old, what's frustrating. That's what's frustrating from like a, a content creation standpoint. Uh, as cliche as that shit is, yeah, that, that's why. I mean, that's what they did. They packed <laughs> the running game and the freaking defense. Uh, your second helmet sticker goes to who? I, I would give one if I still gave out helmet stickers. Um, to Suntareen Perkins or Jeremiah Jean Baptiste, who led the team with seven tackles, nine tackles for loss as a team for Ole Miss, including two for Jeremiah Jean Baptiste, which was the most on the team. Uh, who's your second helmet sticker going? I'm gonna go with? Cedric Johnson, man. I mean, anytime you're getting a, on the road, anytime you're getting a sack and a half and and five tackles at, at, a, at a defensive end position, um, just felt like he was really active. I feel like he was really active, um, you know, all day. And um, man, I just I think he had a quiet, really good game versus them. Well, I'm going to hand out the third helmet sticker, even though I was going to give it to you. I'm going to give it um, to Zachary Franklin. And it's because he got his first Ole Miss touchdown, but it was how he did it and when he did it. They needed him to step in for Jordan Watkins. Yes, Jordan Watkins, according to Kiffin, was, quote, available. He wasn't really. He wasn't really available. He was limited at best. He had his whole hand wrapped up with two plates, as he said um, after the game, two plates in his hand. How can you – you know, do that at, at a remotely good level as a wide receiver. Uh, and yet he came in when there were some things going crazy and the the muff punt by Dayton, and you had a little bit of struggles in the passing game, maybe in the running game too. And Jordan came in and he blocked and he returned a punt. Tough as nails, kid. It just sucks that they had to kind of get to that place at certain spots. But Zakari Franklin on that kind of sluggo route that he was so good with at UTSA, um, he caught his first touchdown and he stepped up and he gave Ole Miss a lift. So I, I'm going to give one, one Ben Garrett sticker. You can too. Your third helmet sticker to who? Man, I mean, I, these are obvious ones because this was just such a black and white game. You know, just like, hey, this player play, whatever. I, I think Trey Harris, you know, he had a quiet 102, made some big catches, man. Anytime you're in a game and you're averaging, you know, or it was a weird, weird game. Darling completed 10 passes. Both of our leading receivers averaged like 25 plus or something crazy on catches. Like it was like, all right, I'm not going to catch anything intermediate. I'm just going to catch bombs all day. So hey, score know. from far. 
Score yeah, for score for Joey Levy. Trey Harris freaking four. I mean, like four or five catches or whatever, and he had you know averaged twenty five a catch or something crazy. Twenty five so, and a half. Yeah, I, was, I knew. I knew it was targets. On, I knew it was all up there. But um, yeah, I think Trey Harris. You know, being healthy, being back, it was cool to see him. Um, you know, really, really make some big catches, and I, I just think that. Man, he is he he's gonna go off off in a game mm-hmm. at some point. He has he has this year, but in a big game, I can see him catching. I can see him have a two hundred yard game, four or five touchdowns. Seriously, he's I think he's that dangerous downfield. So, um, giving it giving the last one to him. Yeah, it's not a great game for Trey either. That's why I say he's like a quiet one hundred two because he had a couple of drops. Just like he started yeah. kind of slow and still came on. That's what good players do. You're not gonna have it, you know, for four quarters every single game. But the good players find a way anyway, and he still produced four for 102 on a team leading eight targets. And Caden Friescorn, again, I want to give him a shout out. Um, losing your dad over the bye week is tough enough, and he's dealing with some other stuff too. And he's been everything they need him to be since he got healthy, especially yeah. as a blocker. We could talk about the two for 63, but you want to look at Quinshawn's 21 for 124 in a tutty. A lot of that had to do with the inline blocking from Caden Friescorn. But I got to say, that pass from Jackson to him. That was next level on both ends. Yeah, it was amazing. Was awesome. A one-handed grab by him. And if they can open him up more. Again, having their full complement, I'm fascinated to see. Healthy, everybody playing. And I'm not going to have it because Jordan Walker's going to have his broken hand all year. But all the other pieces that they've had, oh, one or two instead of all of them, all of them together, I, I, I've – I'm definitely, I'm definitely curious to see how they perform, especially against Georgia with not Brock Bowers. I'm not saying to get, you know, to sip all the Kool Aid, but I'm also saying sip all the Kool Aid. You know, Man, what, what, what do you got? What would you do if it was, you know, six minutes to go in the game in Athens and we're up twenty-four to ten? Don't do, it. don't do it, don't you do can it. See it. See the thing is, when you said twenty-four ten, don't do it. I'm doing it. Oh my god. I love it when I do it. Uh, I will say what one shout out to Charlie Pollock, the holder. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. What the hell's going on, brother? Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. The Ben Garrett of Ole Miss football. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I'll never forget. You remember when Charlie was like a national story last year when he walked on from Frat Row and was Ole Miss's punter for like a day and a half? Yeah. And everybody nationally tried to talk to him. They hit him up on Twitter or whatever it might be. And uh, I hit him up and I said, hey, man, you want to come on and, you know, jump on? And he asked me how much I was willing to pay him. And, um, <laughs> I appreciate the hustle. It was his one day of virality. Go for it. I don't really think he had many appearances anywhere. So <laughs> listen, Charlie <laughs> Pollock reminds me. Charlie Pollock, Pollock reminds me of my so for for as long as Charlie Pollock lives, right? He'll be sitting around at the beacon, maybe, or sitting around somewhere. He will always be able to go back to the box score of Ole Miss and Georgia, and he will be in that box score. And I have a similar story. You know, when I was playing in Indy, I backed up was not supposed to to the five yard line and took a kickoff return from a returner <laughs> if you look at indianapolis if you look at indianapolis versus the texans back in 2012 last game of the season i literally backed up to the five yard line and took a return from the returner and ran it 11 yards and i i'm in that box score i'm in that damn box score for my whole life but i got 11 yards return in the nfl and i got cussed out slick and then Chuck Magano asked me, hey, what the hell were you thinking? I said, Chuck, 
Sometimes you got to get it when you can get it. I want the NFL return. Got it <laughs> and he, laughed. he honestly looked at me for a second and laughed his ass off. He was like, well, we, I think we won the game. And he was like, that's, I mean, hell, if that's what you want, it was a damn return that I'm glad you got it. I got 11 yards though. So, but I was Charlie Pollock that day. And that was cool to be in the box score. Uh, Jackson Dart was 10 for 17 for 202, a tutty and an interception. Charlie Pollock, 0 for 1, zero <laughs> yards, zero touchdown, interception. Oh. Dude, this man, hey, he this man played. He didn't get my $50 offer, you know, to just do a dinky flagship almost morning after interview. But by God, he did the one thing I always wanted when I was growing up. He got an Ole Miss football box score. Dude, so and what's had, funny is if you look at the winning. box score, like everybody always looks at, hey, third downs and turnovers. <laughs> and I'll be damned if Charlie Pollock didn't mess with our damn ratio. His 30 seconds of fame freaking made that game. You go look at the box score, like, damn, both of them, it was a close game because both of them only had two turnovers. That, that shit, that, <laughs> that shit ain't no turnover. Oh, oh God man. bless Charlie Pollock, man. Uh, come on this podcast, whatever you want to do. That is just, it was, it was, <laughs> I think all of us saw ourselves in you when you fumbled that, fumbled, you know, fumbled that snap on the field goal. Like I saw myself, I, I would piss down, down my leg at every opportunity trying to fill the field goal. Charlie, lower, lower your shoulder next time for you yeah, damn picks it. Hey, you, you're wearing number 48, you know, you're just holding, you came off frat row. You're living the dream for a lot of people. Right. Remember is that he was eating a hot dog on the sideline. His hands got greasy and that's how the ball came out. I, oh, I don't know. I have to go check the film, but he's not been Garrett. He's not, he's not been <laughs> find a team that's in front of us from one, from one all the way where we're at 13 from one to 13 that you would be that we would line up and play and you would say, Oh man, almost get their ass whooped. Nobody, nobody. So, I mean, we're in the pack. Oh shit. Dude, are we doing it? Are we doing it? Somebody would whoop our ass, right? That's why somebody, we do it, baby. That's somebody why we do would it. Our ass. No, honestly, though, like, I don't think that there's a team in front of us that that I'm necessarily scared of or or, or would say, man, that's just going to be ugly. Like, like in years past, you know, you would say, I mean, maybe Georgia, but like Georgia, Georgia and Auburn, hell, Auburn was winning in the fourth quarter, like 17-10 or something crazy in that game. And Georgia's played some pretty lackluster games this year. And I could see Pete Golding stopping them, and I could see us actually giving them some fits on offense. So um, that game's just going to be weird because we're at Georgia and it's going to be a hellacious environment and whatever. But I don't see a team in front of us that I, that I would go into and be like, oh, man, almost going to get killed or or that we can't beat. So I think we're a top-10 team, maybe even a little better. Oh, this crow has never tasted sweeter. I've, like, kept my crow frozen in the freezer, you know. Like, so I could eat on it later. I mean, weeks of eating the crow slowly has been just wonderful. I, yeah. I did not see this coming. Lane dabbed on our bitch asses, but I love it. That's what we wanted him to do. That's what we wanted. I'll own that shit because now yeah. Ole Miss is right on the precipice of legitimately making it to the playoff and competing for a national championship. Kudos to everyone involved. He's Bradley Sal. I'm Ben Garrett. This has been the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Check out my website, the Omen Spirit, omenspirit.com, and a food of on three. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions, this podcast network, in iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, just simply search Talk of Champions. Brad, longtime NFL lineman, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, and now predicting an Ole Miss national championship in 2018. <laughs> Essentially. Why not? Thank you, buddy. Hey, stay on that high when we come back next week. Hey, where should we book our room? Should I go ahead and should I go ahead and book run? Where so, is it? Wherever the Waldorf is, because you're paying. No, shit. house at the Waldorf, whatever that is, you know. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.